Hey everyone, Carter here, bringing you another episode of Out of the Hourglass, presented by Nolan Consulting Group. Today's episode kicks off our SL2 series hosted by Molly Nolan, featuring NCG coach Colin Nolan. This episode focuses on SMART goals. Colin walks through each aspect of SMART goals and how you can implement them in your life, as well as implement them into the growth of each member of your team. Stick around for the end where Colin tests Molly's knowledge with a fun game for you to play along with. Thanks for listening, and as always, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Enjoy the show! Colin, we are back. The first of the series. First of the series. Uh, Just a a little reminder to our listeners that Colin is a NOLA Consulting Group coach and our resident expert here on the topic of SL2. Colin, thanks again for joining us. Yep, happy to do it. So we're jumping into the first SL2 material here. We are. And uh, I think the first step that we're going to jump into is talking about SMART goals. Yeah, SMART goals are, are really interesting. I think it's pretty telling, actually. Uh, how, you know, when we went through planning what we were going to do for this series. So we initially said we were going to do eight podcasts, mm-hmm. one for each of the leadership styles and development styles, right? So that's eight in total. Then maybe a ninth to wrap it all up. Uh, but we totally overlooked SMART goals. How which can you overlook smart I don't know. Goals? Which it's very, but it's very symbolic because people tend to overlook smart goals, and and more in general, leaders tend to overlook their people's goals or don't look to figure out what their people's goals are and have those conversations. So I just thought it was pretty interesting how uh, we kind of did exactly what we're going to be talking about and we overlooked the smart goals. So lesson number one: don't overlook the smart goals. Well, I'm glad that we are starting on track then. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, for a quick recap, can you remind our listeners just what the broad theory of SL2 is? Yep. So it's it's a leadership, SL2 is a, is a leadership development theory, um, which diagnoses individuals based on the goal or task they are performing, where they're at towards that goal or task. Um, and then it matches the proper leadership style uh, to that person's development style. Awesome. So if, for those who, again, who haven't heard much about it, we would encourage you to listen to our prior podcast that Colin and I did a couple weeks ago that was released, just giving an introduction to SL2. Uh, it might give you a, a good foundation before we are getting into the nitty gritty here. Uh, so we would encourage you to, to check that out. All right, Colin, let's do it, shall we? Smart goals. Smart goals. So tell me about smart goals, which you've said to be the yeah. first skill of, situation, of a situational leader. Yeah, I, I have a... I had a love-hate relationship with SMART goals, but now it's just all love. So when, when we first went down to learn about uh, SL2 at the official Ken Blanchard uh, class, we spent the first half of the first day all on SMART goals, which I, I was infuriated with at the moment because I was so excited to learn about the different development levels and to, you know, what are the, what are the, the uh, tools for diagnosing and leading. I thought that that's where the meat was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I overlooked the fact that without SMART goals – Everything else is for naught. Smart goals are the building blocks. It's, it is the building block of the of a successful situational leader. It's without it, nothing else really matters. It's where you're coming together with the individual you're leading and getting agreement on what it is you're actually going to be leading them towards. So that's the qualifier: goal versus smart goal. You're you're creating with with the individual and helping lead them. Sure. On I, that path. Um, I, yes. So definitely a lot of people, times people don't do it with the person, but I guess the difference between a normal goal and a smart goal is all the different 
uh, you know, it's an acronym, right? So all the different qualifiers of the SMART, which it sounds very corporate speaky, which is why one of the reasons why I didn't like it in the first place. Uh, but when you actually just look at it for what it really is, it is pretty impactful and powerful. All right. So break it down. Can you break down the acronym yeah, for us? So SMART. So S-M-A-R-T. The S stands for specific. The goal needs to be specific. So what that looks to avoid is uh, people throwing out vague goals without any real indication of what success looks like. So words like I want to improve or I want to get better at, right? They're very vague. What does improving look like? What does getting better at look like? Like give me a measurable here, right? Yeah, set me up for success. Right, so people avoid the measurables because just by the fact that it is a measurable means you will be measured against it, which means the possibility for failure all of a sudden exists. Whereas before, when you keep it in your head- When you keep it in your head or you keep it vague, you're kind of giving yourself a layer of protection, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I haven't failed yet because I'm still improving, right? Well, that works great in theory. And if we're trying to coddle everyone, then that works great. But (laughs) real real success is making it real. Make it real. Make it scary. The goal is scary. It means that it's worth doing. So S is specific. Specific. What does- What is M? There needs to be a a, the S, Mm -hmm. to to wrap up the S, a win-loss. Okay. How we won or lost when it comes to achieving this goal. Okay. Flat out. If you can't say yes or no, if you won or lost, then it's not specific enough. So the M stands for motivating. So this is what makes SMART goals relatively unique. So uh, as business leaders, we're constantly looking for talent, um, for people to rise up, to take different positions. And when we identify someone of talent, we call it the farm team, we get excited and we want to start developing them. But we miss the key, the key point of having the conversation with them. What do they actually want? You can want everything in the world for somebody. You may see they may have more talent in their pinky than anyone does in their whole body, mm-hmm. right? But if they don't want to achieve what it is you want them to achieve, which means they're not going to give their discretionary effort towards it, which means the idea of completing it does not give them energy. It drains energy. It is not a worthwhile goal. They're never going to achieve it because they don't want to achieve it, right? You achieve what you want to achieve. And you as the goal setter are going to be the one that gets frustrated. Right. So, I mean, let's set smart goals that both parties are, are, are jazzed about, right? You want, you, want to, so you want someone to leave a smart goals meeting and alignment conversation with being really pumped up about the possibility of achieving these goals. Without that, again, the discretionary effort, it's not going to happen. So if you have a goal in mind, or a, a title in mind, or whatever it is for an, an individual you lead, you need to make sure they are on board and they also want that. So that is a key part of the alignment conversation. Are they motivated by the prospect of the goal? Okay. What's our A? Yeah, so the A. The A stands for attainable. Okay. So the goal needs to be realistic. So typically when we're talking about the motivating aspect, that comes into play when the leader is devising goals for the employee because they see the possibilities and the potential in that person. So they're going, oh, this person could be a crew leader. This person could be an operations manager. This person could be X because they see the potential. Mm -hmm. So obviously the conversation needs to be, is this motivating for that person? The attainable piece, if the leader is coming up with with the goal and and is the first one to really vocalize it, Odds are it will be attainable because as the leader, you are seeing with where this person is, they're at A, the goal is at B, and you can clearly see that happening. Um, 
where attainable comes into play is when the individual is coming up with the SMART goals. So I start at a brand new company mm-hmm. and I really love it here. And I see all these guys up in, let's say the sales rep position and they're, wow, I would love to do that job, right? And my SMART goal is to be in that, in that role within six months. I go to my supervisor, I bring him that SMART goal and you know, I'm just an apprentice here. So that really is not an attainable goal for me right now. The goal needs to be realistic. It needs to be something that that person can realistically achieve in the time frame. So we might need to reframe that goal a little bit and go, let's, you know, six months, you know, with the current learning pathways we have in place, you'll be to a P1 in six months, or, you know, you really don't have the education to be a sales rep or you don't have the whatever it is, right? So it's, it's a conversation piece of, um, is this a realistic possibility for this individual? Now, attainability and in a realistic time frame, could you, you know, going back to that example, could we say that is a long-term SMART goal and then we're going to break it down into yeah. smaller pieces? and then you need to, to break make... it down into smaller pieces and what are the, what are the stepping stones? Mm-hmm. What, what's an attainable stepping stone there? So, you know, in order for you to be a sales rep here, you really need to know our culture and you know our systems and the best way to do that is for you to rise through the ranks in the operations. Cool. So let's put a goal of, getting you to P1 within six months or Got whatever it. it is. And then just, so totally. So a great way to get around the attainable aspect is to extend out the time frame and then break it down into other smart goals. Yeah. Awesome. I like it. All right. Give me R. R is relevant. So does this smart goal matter to the organization? So again, another aspect of the smart goal that the individual would likely come up with that would need to be discussed with, with the with leader. So if I want to become a sales rep at this company within the next two years, let's say, I bring that smart goal to my leader and the, and the uh, situational leader, he hears a smart goal and he thinks, you know, it's not really relevant for our organization. We're not looking to grow. We already have plenty of sales reps. It's not relevant. It's not in line with the vision. So we always talk about creating a vision for your company and how every employee needs a line of sight to the vision. Right. So this aspect of relevancy is a direct correlation to that. Is this smart goal in line with the company vision? Is it moving the company along closer to it, to its vision, right? So we got to intertwine the personal with the company. Kind of creating that win-win scenario. Exactly. Um, I'd say it's, it's the aspect of the smart goal that is probably... Ha- confrontation happens the, the, the least amount on it because people are pretty plugged in on what's relevant, right? You're not going to come up with a mm-hmm. smart goal that's crazy. Like, I want to start a brand new division of this company, right? It's not really relevant towards where we want to go. It doesn't really happen a whole lot. I want to come back to that, what you just last said about um, confrontational, what kind of where where the gaps or the, where the walls hit when creating smart goals. But before we do that, let's hit T. T stands for trackable. Trackable, okay. So how are we tracking the smart goal? Not only what's the... What's the method we're going to be tracking it by? But what's the time frame? Have we, so we, we have the win or lose, right? The specific aspect. Have we achieved this? Yes or no? The trackable more so re- relates to by when. So have we won or lost by this date? Okay. There needs to be a date portion to it. So you, it's, it's great to be as specific as you want, right? So yeah, we, well, no. If I've sold enough, if I've sold X number, then I've won or I've lost. By when, right? We could be going on year three here and you haven't sold that number yet and you could be saying, yeah, I'm still working towards it, right? So those of us who are deadline driven, we, we like trackable goals because we, we want to know when something's due by or needs to be accomplished by. 
when it when it lays out there just kind of in that vague world it's hard to know yeah it's it's you know i, I want to be in this position one day right mm-hmm. well, what's what's one day one day can be a dangerous you're, you're term keep putting sometimes. it off yeah because that, that's specific right it's mm-hmm. you either in that position or you're not right but by when so it's, it's another one of those kind of outs that people sometimes take by not making it trackable by it's not real if there's no date assigned to it you keep saying yeah i'll do it one day for it, this happened for the longest time with me. I kept saying I wanted to uh, get my MBA, right? And mm-hmm. I kept seeing it as a down the road kind of thing until I went through a um, the aspiring leaders with Nolan Painting several years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the leaders of the aspiring leaders group, he put pressure on me. He said, "What's what's the date? What you can't keep laying out, right? Can't you just keep putting it out there?" So it was because of smart goals that I actually put a date on when I was going to. Take my, uh, what, shoot, I'm, uh, what's what's the test? I forget already. What's the test you need to take in order to get into grad school? Uh, GMATs? That's, that's what they I are. I think it's a GMATs. GMATs, yeah. So when I was going to take, take the GMATs, when I was going to apply, when I was going to officially go, all because of smart goals. Um, so that, that, that's a really good example there. Have you thanked that individual for uh, pushing you? Uh, he, they, he, he, knows. he knows. He's aware. Yeah. That's good. Um, Sometimes we need that extra accountability push to, to make right, it happen. Right, exactly. Um. So we have, we have the acronym. We've got the specific, motivating, attainable, relevant, and trackable. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so going back to that one, one statement you said, where do we often um, find it, or where do we often find it to be most confrontational when setting these goals with individuals? What's the hardest part? The hardest part is just getting agreement on probably the specific and the trackable. So if, if I, I mean, because people, people want to, again, going back to it, they, they want safety. They want to know they're going to to win. So the leader is probably always going to be pushing the more aggressive, specific, attractable um, pieces. And the uh, person being led, the individual, might want to have more more of a safety, safety net in there. And that happens, the best example of this would be with sales goals, mm-hmm. right? A, uh, a boss or, you know, the owner of a company might have, might want to set aggressive sales goals for their uh, individual. And the individual might want you know, obviously they want to hit their goals, but they want them to be realistic goals. So kind of finding that balance can be really difficult sometimes. So Sparkle seems to be a really great way to engage with your employees um, of aligning expectations, both on a personal level and pro- professional level yeah. of where you want to be so that to make sure you're on the same page. Yeah. And, and I'll say this, I haven't said this yet. So when it comes to the smart goals, they need to be written down. Okay, the biggest mistake with smart goals is obviously overlooking them but two, not writing them down. Because again, when you write them down, they become real. When you have the specific and the trackable, you write it down, it is real. The motivating, attainable, and the relevant, those pieces, those are discussion items. Those don't, don't need to be written down, right? Mm-hmm. You don't need to write down why it's motivating, motivating or why it's relevant. But that discussion, it needs to be had between the leader and the individual being led. Out of that alignment conversation, out of that meeting, it's the specific and the trackable that gets written down. And do you often recommend sharing the SMART goals with others to kind of help from an accountability aspect? Yeah, you certainly could. I, I don't think there's um, a reason why you wouldn't want to do that unless it was they were personal. Mm-hmm. But you at least want the leader in this case to be obviously be checking in fairly often uh, on where they're at towards their SMART goals. So sometimes you may need to readjust smart goals if circumstances change, right? Uh, you, at all times, you want as the smart goal to meet those middle three, motivating, attainable, and relevant. And at some point, smart goal no longer is motivating, 
is no longer attainable or relevant, then you know you should feel free to to well, what's what's a new smart goal? What's a new specific and trackable? And it's probably safe to say that creating a smart goal, there's often a plan, whether it's a training plan or an accountability plan that kind of is potentially looped into it some way to help keep that person on track. That might be a personal, I mean, I can think of for myself, if I'm creating certain SMART goals, I'm looking at, well, what do I need to do to get there? And I'm trying to create a training plan for myself. Um, do you recommend doing something like that? You mean like an individual development plan? Some, yeah. Yeah. I think we, we talked about that on a recent podcast. So having that individual development plan meeting is a really good um, opportunity to get the SMART goals. And so SMART goals and big rocks can go hand in hand, right? The big so rocks true. tend to be yearly items. So a big rock is, have you achieved this big rock in a year? That's a SMART goal, right? Theoretically. And for any listener who doesn't know what a big rock is, can you just qualify that? Yeah, a big rock is is a uh, it's an item that is very important, but sometimes lacks urgency, mm-hmm. right? So you have ur- urgent, important, not urgent, important, right? The whole uh, like dichotomy of, of things that come into your day. A big rock is a important item that is not urgent, but a year from now you'll look back on and it'll be a signifier of whether the year was a success, right? Have you achieved this big rock? Yes or no? If we did, then we've made the progress. We've hit the goals we wanted to hit. There's a lot of, so the reason why it's called big rocks is because there's a lot of sand that happens in the day-to-day, right? There's this customer complaining. There's this employee that needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Things that at the moment seem super urgent and as important as anything. But a year from now, you won't know them from Adam, right? It's just another day. The big rocks are what actually matters. Things that are not going to be pressing, right? There's no one besides yourself really who's saying, get this done, get this done. Uh, unless you have a business coach, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or someone who's aware of it and is, is, is leading you. But the things that actually matter is the best way to put it. Gosh, what a great exercise to do, you know, both in a company and with yourself is thinking what's what's really important here? What are, what are the main things I need to focus on? And then begin to create the SMART goals behind that of how I'm actually mm-hmm. going to accomplish it. What will I care about in a year right. being done? Right. When you look at your, your New Year's resolutions, what do I want to get done? Those are some big rocks there. The, the New Year's resolutions, that's actually a funny, uh, funny tangent, right? So how many New Year's resolutions are smart and actually get written down? So true. That, that's a question. How many yeah. people write down their New Year's resolutions and are specific and trackable? Actually, that's an interesting, uh, interesting uh, premise. should do a survey on that one. Yeah, right? For sure. I don't think I've ever written down a, uh, a New Year's resolution. They're always in your head. They are always yeah. in your head, which is why it's so easy to flake on. To flake on. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I think we've all we've all achieved some here or there. All right. Uh, so is there a wrong way to do SMART goals outside of not writing it down? So if, if you're writing the SMART goals down and you're having the conversation, then that's job done. Okay. You've, you've, that's, I mean, th- those are the two big things is making sure you're discussing the middle three and writing them down. All right. Well, let's make it relevant. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's bring this into play and kind of apply the Smarkle concept into some real life examples. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear you have a little quiz for me, which Indeed. is a, a, a you know smart versus not smart goal. And let it let it be known that I have not seen these questions. So let's give it a so go. Let's let's see if I've if, I've if I've gotten it. Smart or not smart. So number one. This is a sales rep. Their goal is to sell $800,000 of work. 
not smart. Why is it not smart? Because there is no, um, this, there's a specific goal of an amount, but there's no timeline associated to that as to when that's supposed to be achieved by. So how would it be smarter? Sales rep is has a goal to sell $800,000 within the first quarter of 2021. There you go. Now, I might question whether, whether that's- Even put a year on there. Is that, is that attainable? 800K worth of work in a quarter might be not very attainable for some. I think it has to, so it has to be- improvement, right? But I, I, you're having the conversation at some point along the way here. Right. I think it's based upon their experience and having the conversation with the individual mm-hmm. and also the, you know, the- the point in time of which that which that goal is being set. I, I'd say this, if it's your first year as being a sales rep, if you can sell 800k in your first year, that's that's probably on, you're a on winner. Par. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Molly, this would be your smart goal to plan six summit workshops. Not smart. Not smart. It's not smart because are you telling me six summit workshops within a year, within a month, within? Uh-huh. Two months. Also, what kind of workshops are they? Mm, are they virtual? Now we're getting specific. Are there they virtual? Go. Are they in person? Are they? Are we talking a grand summit? It's funny. So that, that's where I was going to go. I, I might, I might throw out. So obviously, the time frame aspect, right? It's bigger than I'm not smart here, but also, is this relevant anymore? Are we? I mean, when's the next in-person workshop we have scheduled? Probably not. We don't really have one. We, do we? have. We have the, the remainder of the year. We are virtual only. Mm-hmm. So, which we and we just made that decision for some some smaller workshops last week. We we thought we were going to be able to make them work, but we can't. So we're we're going to adapt. All right. Enough about you. Back to the smart goals. Um, this is Carter's <laughs> smart goal to learn how to communicate better with my manager. So funny you say that because for those that are, are listening, Carter is sitting next to us. Carter <laughs> is our producer here, and he's laughing from behind his mask. Um, and I do manage Carter, so uh, it's apparently all, you guys aren't communicating. Apparently, very well. we're not communicating very well. Um, no, I would say that's also not a smart goal because it's communicating as to in what areas and where 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 does yeah. improvement need? As I'd say, like as measured by what? All right, so like as measured by us having noticeably fewer disagreements. So when we meet one-on-ones once a month, there's no more than one or two Carter and I have to stop fighting. There you go. <laughs> start, gotta start battling it out. <laughs> so this is my smart goal, to become an NBA player. You? Yeah, me. An NBA player? Yeah. Colin, I'm sorry. Why is this not smart? It's not smart. All right, to become an NBA player signed to a roster by 2022. Is that a smart goal? I'm going to say no because it's not quite attainable. Not attainable. You, so you're telling me that, that it's not attainable. But t- is there a chance? There's no chance. I don't think there's a chance. You, I think tell we, me it's not I, a chance. I think we got to find some you know, growth steroids there or something, you but you're, you might not make the cut. I've, I've had one, one too many hip surgeries to become one, an NBA and player. That, that too. Um, Carter's smart goal, second one, is to produce one podcast a week. I would call that a smart goal. I would too. I would say only improvement you can make would be for how long, right? Because when, when, when he's 130 on his deathbed, is he still producing <laughs> one, one podcast a week? Probably not. Yeah, probably yes. More than one a week. Wow. Gosh, I would be the worst manager <laughs> if I was still requiring that at age 103. It's gonna be, it'll be a, uh, a gossip podcast at the nursing home. What's, what's happening? That'll be what he's producing. Oh, how it evolves. Uh, um, Brian's new smart goal is to do a half Ironman again. 
I mean, it's specific. It's motivating. It could be attainable. It's relevant because it's something that he's interested in. Mm-hmm. It's, I, would say, I would call it somewhat trackable. So I'm going to say yes, it is. So or, you t- you're telling me in a decade he could still be saying this? And when, there's no time frame. Oh, I missed the time frame mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. So by when? That's, that's the piece you're missing here. By when? So last one. We should ask him. Molly, this is your, your, the last one, this is your smart goal. Okay. To run a sub 330 marathon and qualify for the Boston Marathon by 2022. Oh boy. Well, I would have told you that's definitely a smart goal and it's definitely a, a goal of mine. Although the races this year aren't really, the lack of races so this year it, aren't so helping it, that. But it is a smart goal. It, it is, but it is puts it, on is the it pressure. A, is it attainable? You think it's attainable? I think qualifying by 2022 is attainable. There you go. I don't think, and then I think the Boston Marathon itself is a few years out. But it's attainable. But gosh, you're right. Those, these smarkles do put pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. It makes it very real. Kevin, it's scary real. Kevin did a, Kevin is the, uh, a great smarkler when he did run a marathon in all 50 states. I think he put a time frame on that, right? I think he did. Yeah. There, yeah, there was a time frame. At least he planned out when it was going to happen, at the very least. So, yeah. But you're, I think you're right. The, the specificity and the trackable. It becomes scary. You got scared of that last one because it scared. all of a sudden got real. I sat real. back a little bit. Yeah. It is real because I know what it takes to get there or to get anywhere near there. Uh, and it's a lot of work. It hurts. And my as as your leader in this endeavor, my role will be to then provide support. Correct. To build up your confidence and motivation to mm-hmm. get to that sub-330 by 2022 to qualify. And that is part of uh, – it's a good, good way to leave it off as a teaser for the next pieces so of I, our podcast. I expect you to be the pacer in that. I hope you know that you're I'd be happy to pace you. If I, if that means that I'm, I'm running again. That'd be, that'd be great. I like it. Well, I think I did pretty good. Six out of seven, maybe five out of seven. Uh, but I – I'll give, I'm, I'll give I, you a passing grade. I have a passing grade, um, and I hope our listeners also. I, I hope the context made it feel a little bit more real, as in what needs to be put in place for that qualifying smart aspect to be placed on the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, Colin, anything else you'd like to add on the topic of smart my, goals? My goal was to give everyone a debrief on smart goals within a tight thirty-minute podcast. How'd I do? And I, I think we did that. I think we're right within the time frame. Sweet, very good. All right. With that being said, Colin, thank you for this intro into the smart goals world. Uh, like we said, this is one of many SL2 conversations to be had. Yep. Well, we'll, we'll get started on the development styles. I yep. like it. All right. Well, again, thanks, thanks, Colin, for joining us, and we hope everyone has a great week. You bet. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm located outside Philadelphia, PA. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd like to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.